0: Any real, re- any real return to Chinese growth rates that we were experiencing for so long before the recession, COVID, etc.
1: Brock, thanks very much. Have a great uh, 2021. Uh, that's Brock Silvers, who's chief investment officer at Kion Capital. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio Three. Uh, in the markets now, a little bit of a turnaround going on. The Nikkei 225 in Japan, which was up uh, when we last looked at it, is uh, is now down. Uh, it's down about 150 points. That's about 0.4%. Uh, the SX200 uh, still moving ahead. That's up about uh, 0.3%. Over in South Korea, the Cosby uh, hasn't opened yet. There's a the delay of about an hour in the opening of the markets there. Uh, looks like the Hang Seng Index is going to open about flat now as well. In the uh, commodities markets, gold uh, surging ahead this morning. Uh, It's at $1,911 an ounce. Uh, Brent crude oil also a little bit higher as well at $51.75 a barrel. Uh, And the US dollar is slipping a little bit against the Japanese yen. It's at 103.1%. Thank you very much for listening. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Stay tuned for Back Chat with uh, Hugh Chiverton and Mike Rouse. The weather forecast: dry with sunny periods. The maximum temperature will be about 21 degrees. And the outlook is for it to be cool in the morning and at night in the next couple of days. It's going to become cloudy on Thursday. And then the weather will become much more colder later, uh, cold mornings in the following few days. The temperature right now is 17 degrees, 61% relative humidity. It's 8.31 and a half. Samantha Butler has the half-hour news.
2: Work on one of the SAR's biggest infrastructure projects is on hold for a second time due to a COVID-19 outbreak. 1,500 workers will be tested after a supervisor at the Jeonkwano Lamtin Tunnel contracted the virus. Ten workers have tested preliminary positive. The site reopened last week after closing because of a cluster of cases last month. The Centre for Health Protection's Dr Chuan Shook explained.
1: The first case uh, we know is an unlinked case. He's working as a supervisor for the scaffolding um, in the construction site and a few workers uh, working with him also got infected and also we uh, also looked at there are other workers there who have uh, different work. They share some uh, changing facilities in the container in the site so it's possible that in those
2: environments transmission may occur. The SAR reported 41 new cases yesterday. The world's biggest manufacturer of vaccines, the Serum Institute of India, says the government won't allow it to export the Oxford-AstraZeneca coronavirus jab for several months. The vaccine is seen as the best hope for developing countries as it's relatively cheap and can be stored at higher temperatures than other inoculations. Questions have been raised about the efficacy of Covaxin, a second locally developed vaccine also approved for use in India. India yesterday. Malina Isola is from All India Drug Action Network.
3: We have seen a complete lack of efficacy data because the phase three trial is still ongoing and currently it is too early for any data to have been generated in order to do any interim analyses. So the concern is that the restricted emergency use approval has actually signified clearance for an untested vaccine to be given to the public and has left us very surprised.
2: Hong Kong has ordered seven and a half million doses of vaccine from AstraZeneca. It's not clear where they'll be manufactured. The Washington Post newspaper has released a recorded telephone conversation in which Donald Trump is heard putting pressure on Georgia's top election official in an attempt to overturn his defeat in the state. In it, Mr Trump alternately flattered and berated Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State, to get him to recalculate the vote in his favour.
0: We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having, the, having a correct... You, the people of Georgia are angry. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know... Uh, that you've recalculated.
2: You're listening to the news on RTHK.
4: Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co host today's Mike Rouse. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. And Happy New Year to you, Mike.
5: Yes, absolutely.
4: And Happy New Year, one and all. Can I be the very last to wish everyone a better 2021 than we had <laughs> in 2020? Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about in the next hour the highs and lows and how our Backchat person of the year has fared. How are you feeling about 21? Are you hopeful about a vaccine? Do you think. Hong Kong is a powder keg, as a report was saying earlier, uh, or a place of peace and security now? What, if any, are your resolutions? And what overseas? What do you make of Trump and Brexit and Biden? And, of course, you can share your comments and your thoughts on our Facebook page. That's Backchat and RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk, or you can give us a call, and our telephone number is 233-88266. That's 233-88266. Joining us now, we have uh, Paul Zimmerman, who's a uh, southern district councillor uh, Gordon Matthews, who's professor of anthropology at the Chinese University and uh, Mark Pinkston, former chief information officer in the uh, Hong Kong government, once again our email address, backchat at rthk.hk. Here's a couple of uh, thoughts to uh, kick us off, one first of all from uh, Anthony S uh, on uh, Brexit uh, who says, good news uh, Gibraltar just joined Schengen in the 11th hour, good for the people in Gibraltar, also those Monkeys can enjoy freedom of movement as well. Long live the rock, and I'm not talking about Dwayne Johnson. Welcome to 2021. That is from uh, Anthony. Uh, Herman says, uh, it's good that RTHK chose to highlight... Uh, this potential problem of simmering student unrest with a rather long story it ran on Sunday. But RTHK failed to ask two basic questions. One, how can a sample of 250 students purport to be representative of the 882,000 students here? Two, why didn't RTHK question Terry Lum as to how he could make the leap from school children research to question the government's performance and conclude that Hong Kong is more polarized than the US? By not critically questioning this survey, you may have failed to uncover an even bigger story of academic incompetence and definitely failed to serve society by allowing an important issue to be easily dismissed because of sloppy research. There have been cases where huge sums of money have been spent based on questionable authorities. And while this may have been tolerable when torrents of cash were flowing into government coffers, times have changed and we no longer can afford to waste of money uh, on serving academics more interested in ensuring job security for themselves than actually doing good for Hong Kong. That's from Herman. Um, Gordon Matthews, good morning to you. Happy New Year. Uh, you've done this with us for a number of years now haven't you kind of um looking back and and looking forward at at this time of year how do you rate 2020 uh compared with the other years
6: 2020 was an absolutely extraordinary year and and of course COVID-19 is the the major reason for this The, the biggest epidemic we've had in a century and all of the transformations to global societies that this has created. But then the second point about uh, 2020 is what happened to Hong Kong in particular with the national security law, which has fundamentally transformed the nature of Hong Kong as a society, although we don't yet know where this is going.
4: When you say it's fundamentally transformed, in, give, give us some examples of how, you, how that's actually you know, working out in practice.
6: Well, Hong Kong over the past 20 years could be characterized as a city of protest. And that's done. That's not going to be happening anymore. Furthermore, there's a whole question of freedom of speech. And, Hugh, you've probably thought about this yourself. There is a, a small chance that you'll wind up going to jail for what you say today or in the future, just as I may, too. Now, that seems exaggerated. I doubt it. But we don't know. We don't know what the national security law may, may mean because it's so vaguely worded. That is a serious concern, where freedom of speech is an issue. Now, hopefully in two or three or five years, we will know more the boundaries of the law. But at this point, how much is freedom of speech itself threatened? We don't know.
5: Gordon, let me stop you from put an alternative thesis. The thing that stopped the protests first was the social restrictions, the distancing restrictions because of the pandemic before there was a a national security law. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I I agree the national security law in a sense reinforced that, Um, but you know, the chicken and the egg, in this this case, we know which one came first.
6: Yeah, yeah, and and Mike, you're quite right. Clearly, it was the social distancing requirements that did chronologically come first here. That's incredibly important to bear in mind. Um, You're absolutely right chronologically, which of these ultimately has a greater impact, we will see. Because right. But b- by some accounts, you know, we if we have a vaccine in place, the issue of COVID-19 may be over within a year or two. On right. the other hand, the national security law may have a longer effect on Hong Kong's identity, but of course we will see.
5: Exactly. When we've all been vaccinated, or we've all decided not to get vaccinated, and there's another story there, um, then people are going to apply to hold demonstrations again, on certain themes, and the question will be whether the police give approval for those demonstrations and whether the appeal mechanism and how that works. Yeah, quite right, quite right. So, well, it's going to be an interesting year. It may not be quite as, uh, what did you word? You said extraordinary as, as, as 2020. Well, it could be extraordinary well, in another way.
6: Yeah, and that's certainly true. We don't know what may happen, and many of us looking at what's going on, you know, my my own mind is, on the one hand, um, I I admit to having a slight degree of relief that these massive protests are not taking place. Uh, Indeed, that may be a good thing. On the other hand, it's a question of, is, is the very essence of Hong Kong going to give way? what can be said and what can't, we don't yet know. Hopefully a year from now, two years from now, and so on, we will know. But that continues to be a sort of Damocles hanging over us, one that clearly remains at present.
4: Mm. Mark Pinkston, good morning to you.
6: Good morning,
4: here and a Happy New Year to your listeners. Happy New Year to you as well. Um, So, yeah, do you agree that sort of the two big stories are the, for Hong Kong at least, are the uh, uh, COVID-19 and the national security law? And, uh, you know, if so, how do you rate their influence? And perhaps, you know, looking long-term as well, which which is going to be more important? Well, we've been having
0: problems in Hong
3: Kong since the umbrella movement in uh, 2014 uh and it hasn't stopped since then but last year 2020 it has, it has been the worst i have seen in the 50 years i've been in hong kong uh it's just one day after another problems problems uh pe- people i think are totally fed up with it and they're looking for normality. of course the major problem of this was the advent of the uh, COVID-19 uh which is um, Made matters even worse, so we could not even attempt to get back to normality. I think uh, next year, when we have, the, or this year, sorry, when we have the uh, vaccine taking place, uh, things will quieten down. What will remain to be seen will be the activities of the of the young people, the rioters, uh, whether they're going to defy the law and continue rioting, or whether they'll take heed of the national security law.
4: And what's your bet? What would you say is going to happen?
3: I I, I think it'll be toned down a lot. I think there'll be attempts uh, by some of the radicals uh, to push the envelope. Uh, But overall, I think we'll have a getting closer to normality by the end of the year.
5: Pinky, isn't one of the things here the numbers on the street at any one time? Because... You could have a, a dozen of the hardcore black shirts lost in a crowd of several thousand, but if you're coming down to one or two hundred, uh, they rather stick out, don't they? Well, I
3: think so. Um, we had uh, last year, for example, uh, from January to November, uh, we had uh, 247 public processions and uh, some 9,000 public meetings. Now, uh, that's not too far from what the normal is. Normally, we have about 10,000 meetings a year. By and large, the protests in Hong Kong are peaceful, and they always have been. Uh, It's only that small number which you talk about, Mike, uh, which are the problems. And of course, it is suspected
4: that they've been influenced dramatically by outside, by outside sources. Uh, do you think this? Do you think that uh, you know, if and when COVID goes away, we're just going to go back to the situation that was before the national security legislation? Uh, a little bit. It'll still be there. There'll always be an element there. There'll always be people uh, pushing the envelope. And
3: uh, again, this is because of our outside influence. Uh, that uh, will
4: be much quieter, I think, uh, than what we've had in this last year or two. Okay, Paul Zimmerman, do you agree? Share that vision?
3: Well,
7: COVID has masked the the, the real sentiments, of course. I mean, uh, it's kind of created a a fuzziness, a a fog over the whole of 2020 about what's really, uh, really going on in the minds of people of Hong Kong and, and the changes that have taken place in society and the national security law that has come into place. But, yeah, I think you should not forget that all of this started in 2003. Uh, it's when China realized that um, Hong Kong and, the, and, the, and kind of leaving the well water and the river water separate was not actually going to work very well. And uh, their, their men in power, Tung Chua uh, was no longer appreciated by society and half a million people were in the street this is what china realized that that separation of waters was not a that wasn't working but it has taken a long time to take that comprehensive control over the city and um and, and these days with the trade war that pressure on china has been greater and greater to take that control over the city and i think that has been formalized in um, in 2020 and um and um, the doors have been pulled shut uh if i call it that way Um, The the actual impact on people's people's mindset, uh, you know, the way that would translate in people's movement, of course, has been fussed over by COVID because people have not packed their bags and moved as maybe they would have. Or you know, students uh, staying overseas and not coming back, or find trying to find a job. So the actual uh, measurable impact is really is hidden because of what happened with COVID. Um, but once COVID goes away um, and people start moving again, then what is going to be the uh, you know? Then we can start seeing um, how this kind of change in, uh, in in society is going to impact people's movements and actually that they're going to make decisions of staying or leaving. I don't think the happiness with Hong Kong is going to return in terms of the Hong Kong as a free city, um, a free city of uh, in, in, in trade and in um, innovation and in um, freedom of speech and freedom of association. I think that's uh, that is now uh, seriously damaged as a uh, as, as 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 a society. I think there is uh, there's some serious questions. I think a lot of people that would have associated in public, whether it's uh, through their Facebook post or uh, by through, you know, by putting up together a protest or uh, otherwise express themselves, I think that is going to be severely diminished uh, going forward. I think that people are going to be uh, much more quiet, much more concerned about the impact of what they say, about what they write. Um, that is not healthy for Hong Kong. Uh, I think that plays into into the same thing as, as what I, I've always believed is the greatest weakness of of hong kong 's government since the handover is the failure to stand up and fight Beijing in terms of the role of the count, of the city in the country. If you, if you look at the mayors of Shanghai of, or Guangzhou, they fight for their city they will battle it out with the bureaucrats from the north. they will battle for their own position, for their own funding, for their own projects and and for their own interest and uh, Hong Kong government just hasn 't really done that very well. Um, it was most evident in the early part of uh, after '97 with all the SIPA rules, uh, the trade rules between Hong Kong and China, and, and still today how weak they are in terms of the advantages that Hong Kong has been able to claim for itself um, and so on. I mean, since, uh, you know, the, the, the location of the Hong Kong Macau Tzu Hai Bridge is an absolutely the, be- the worst location it can be after all the battles uh, Hong Kong lost, Shenzhen, Guangzhou and Zhuhai kind of won they got their own bridges building now. Um, but it wasn't, so, a,
5: it wasn't a double Y, was it? <laughs>
7: it wasn't a double Y, It was. it's the worst possible bridge, the most expensive but also the worst, from the transport point, point of view, the worst possible location so so we continue to lose and and still today I don't see our current government standing up in Beijing and saying, no, this is not in the interest of Hong Kong, this is where we got to go. There is a role for Hong Kong as the intermediary between, between China and the rest of the world and the role that it has in the freedom of speech and freedom of association is important for that to, to continue and to blossom. And that battle is, you don't see the government standing up for those don't interests. don't
5: see this government standing up for anything. Paul, let me throw something else at you because you're directly, you are a district councillor. Mm -hmm. There's lots of speculation that things are going to happen to the district councils and then the relationship between the district council and the election committee and so on. What's what's your reading on that?
7: Well, my read is that uh, since we got into office... um, um the, uh, every, the, the, the powers of the district council and the function of the district council have been severely curtailed, with um, uh, the, in the uh, presence of, uh, and the attendance by government officials, so the secretaries are no longer joining, there's a paper within government, a circular explaining that they should not attend, um, there is... Uh, the, uh,
5: not, not the secretaries or the bureaus?
7: the secretaries of the bureaus are no longer at uh, so you know the second but we used to have a visit of the secretary of development and the secretary of home affairs at at regular times to to have a you know have a meeting R- with themselves the, in themselves themselves yeah and it, so that's not going to happen anymore uh so you have lower level attendance then we have very the district office is very keen to make sure that uh, they look at every topic that wants to be discussed and kind of cut a, cut all the sides of it and say well you can talk about the dogs on the sidewalk but you can't talk on anything else um so um so there is there's a complete curtailment uh, of of uh, and it's not necessarily helped by the fact that we have a lot of young district councillors who may not understand exactly uh, you know where some of the limits uh, are previously. So they were testing them and then there is this this pushback. So you see this curtailment of the the role of the district council. Um, how is that going to go forward with the election committee? Well, I hope government is not going to go down that route but there is speculation that there is and so far we have seen that when there is speculation around some of these topics uh, that they that they get their way um which i think is one of the problems we have now in hong kong is that we have a very psychophantic um, uh, leftist group in hong kong that now suddenly can say whatever they want to say uh, and they go beyond they they assume that beijing may want to do a and then they'll come up with all these crazy ideas plus a plus ideas and And there's nobody holding them back, okay. I mean the government is not pulling them back, nobody's reining them in, so these crazy ideas uh, may mark, actually mark, mark pinkston
4: mark you you know you spoke about the kind of the, the mass demonstrations and then the the, the radicals um, you know the the were a million or whatever, two million uh, of those people, people taking part in those mass demonstrations. Do you think those people have changed their mind or have a different attitude uh, in 2021 towards the administration than they had in, in, in 2019? Do you think something has changed there? Uh,
3: yes, I think they'll be far more cautious mm-hmm. because of the national security law. Uh, they, the, the, the trouble with this is that people don't really understand you know, your previous speakers have said, well, you can't talk, you can't mix with people, you can't do this, you can't do that. That's an over-dramatization of the real world. You can still criticize the government. You can criticize Carrie Lam and not worry about being put in prison. Uh, the only thing you can't do is, is think about separation or sort of, or, um, uh, or, or, or independence. And and that applies to anywhere in the world. So I think if people could be more rational in understanding what the national security law is all about, uh, you'll find a far more meaningful debate. But the the young people, some of them, some of them will still be radical, some will still push the envelope, but a lot of them will quieten down, I think.
5: Gordon, um, if the... Ability to discuss issues in the District Council is being curtailed. Is that going to over time build up a head of steam?
6: No, it's not.
5: Hang oh, uh, on, Gordon as well. well is Gordon we, still we there? Don't,
6: we, hmm. we don't yet know uh, We don't yet know how this is going to come out and hmm. as for the last comment uh, It may well be that if things turn out uh, in a more optimistic path Maybe the national security law will not be used to curtail freedom of speech. Uh, fine, except that we don't yet know, and that's the big worry. You know, you don't yet know if you're going to get a knock on your door at 6 a.m. That is the issue from the police taking you away. We don't know that yet. Hopefully we will know. Now, With, with in terms of the district council, I don't know specifically what's going on, but to what extent will the issues that the district councillors were overwhelmingly elected a year ago continue to be able to be discussed, and to what extent does that become taboo, we will see, but a lot of this is this mass uncertainty. I very much hope that five years from now uh, I will be able to look back and say that, hey, I was excessively concerned, it's not that bad. However, we don't know to what extent is Hong Kong going to become Very much like another mainland city. To what extent are the restrictions in Hong Kong going to resemble those in Guangzhou or Urumqi or other Chinese cities? You know, there's a great uncertainty now. We don't know.
7: So the, the discussion in the district council is not just curtailed by you know kind of national security uh, issues, but it's it's uh, pr- it's for now primarily curtailed by uh, the kind of the behaviour and and instructions of uh, the the Home Affairs Bureau and the Home Affairs Department and the behaviour of the district officers and uh, the type of t- topics that can now are now allowed to be discussed and that previously uh, could be discussed in the in the district council. Um, I think that recently the Queensbury was discussed by by Kerry Lamb. Um, uh, in the the old days Carol and her government went to all the district councils to say whether they would like to see the Queen's Pier put back in its original location or in a new location and that was a topic that was deemed suitable for all the district councils, including district councils where it had nothing to do with the central and western district area um, and the central waterfront Um, but but these days uh, if there is a topic that goes slightly outside the boundary of a district or is deemed to go outside the boundary, it is uh, it is um, considered ultra virus and and we're, we're not supposed to discuss it so so it's not just a national security law that is uh, that's curtailing but, the behavior of the district but surely
5: it's a general question of preservation of monuments and uh, respect for uh, old things that could be discussed
7: only if that monument resides in that district where the council but is as a, but as
5: a policy of
7: well, in the old days, in the, in the pre, up to the last term, yes, we could discuss those policy issues in a more broader uh, in a more broader way. Now, to, uh, this this term, the district office tries to curtail that entirely. So those are the kind of um, uh, restrictions that have become a place that to make it difficult for the district councils.
4: Gordon Matthews, we, we've got quite a few emails on the subject of COVID and the way that the government has reacted to COVID. We'll get to those perhaps after the news at nine. Um, but, you know, do you think, Do you think that the government has earned points that uh, should get credit for uh, a good response? You look at our incidence of uh, COVID, of course, it's very, very low, isn't it? We've done well in those terms.
6: Yes, and actually I do. I think that the Hong Kong government has done quite well when it comes to COVID-19, especially as compared to other societies overseas. Um, You know, the US is obviously a complete disaster and so too is much of Europe. Now. Um, How much is government response in particular? How much is this larger cultural element? I mean, it's to me completely bizarre that in the U.S., mask wearing should be a political statement, whereas in Hong Kong it's a matter of common sense. You're not going to have Joshua Wong saying, I'm not going to wear a mask. That goes against my rights. No, of course not. That's ridiculous. Whereas in the U.S., you do indeed have the the Trump-tinged politicians uh, proclaiming exactly that. Uh, so, th- there are a number of social as well as governmental issues here. Having said that, I think the Hong Kong government has done quite well, and it's remarkable that in Hong Kong, COVID-19 has been kept relatively small as, uh, in terms of the rate of infections, in terms of the number of deaths so although i have no love whatsoever for the hong kong government now i think uh, there's been a, a pretty good job done in handling COVID-19. is that is that All is, might know better than i would but that certainly is my impression yeah and as in
7: other countries in asia i mean the asian countries have done quite well i mean taiwan korea i mean uh, japan well, i mean we're talking about Could we mention the mainland in and, this? and and the mainland please if you <laughs> would yeah well, we are in the in china uh so we have done in asia quite well compared to europe and the states and, and that's the combination of of government action and uh, sensitivity on the side of uh, the public in terms of living in close quarters and having to defend yourself uh, from a hygiene point of view.
4: Uh, OK, uh, one comment uh, in an email. As I say, we'll get to some more after the news at 9 o'clock. Uh, Alan says, your elderly guest is relentlessly pushing the outside influence conspiracy theory. I think that's reference <laughs> He to Mark always does. Uh, no one pushed back. The pro-government people just keep making this claim since CY in 2014 you get tired of asking them to prove it. Then they say it's well known, basically citing themselves <laughs> and assert it as fact. Uh, it's not a joke. People are charged with this under NSL, and Jimmy Lai is in chains for this. Uh, for adding a tag to a tweet. That comes uh, from uh, Alan. Uh, drops the line, bankchatter.thk.hk. We're going to break now for the news at uh, nine o'clock. Uh, the weather dry today with some uh, sunny periods and temperatures up to about 21 degrees. Uh, the outlook, though, cool in the morning and at night in the next couple of days, becoming cloudy on Thursday and the weather will become cold appreciably later. Cold mornings forecast in the following few days too. The latest readings at the moment it's 18 Celsius and the relative humidity down at 59%.
3: For an untested vaccine to be given to the public and has left us very surprised.
2: Hong Kong has ordered seven and a half million doses of the vaccine from AstraZeneca. It's not clear where they'll be manufactured. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
4: Welcome back. This is Backchat on a Monday morning. First one of the week, first one of the year. Uh, I'm Hugh and Your co-host today is uh, Mike Rouse. Uh, we're joined for a chat uh, this morning by uh, Mark Pinkston, former Chief Information Officer of the Hong Kong Government, Gordon Matthews, Professor of Anthropology at the Chinese University, and Paul Zimmerman, who's the Southern District Councilor. As ever, you can email us, backchat at rthk.hk. We'll do our best to read out your messages. Uh, or you can uh, give us a call. Our number is 23388. 266. Our Facebook is Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. So the news on the on the uh, Backchat person of the year, I'm afraid is not good uh, uh, in the sense that uh, we have been monitoring the uh, voting and uh, have decided that the voting has been unfortunately been uh, irregular. Uh, uh, it's been uh, it looks like it's been uh, manipulated and therefore uh, instead of knocking certain people out or changing things around, we've decided to um, uh, cancel the whole thing which is i mean as i've always said it's uh it's a matter of, of fun anyway happy to talk about the uh, individual uh contestants but i'm afraid there will be no winner for the uh backchat person of the year for uh 2020 um uh so a lot of them i, I mean yeah paul Zimmerman, do you want to comment on that it's well,
7: a bit of a okay, it's, okay, it's on a on, shame on. I know no, no, I, I, you, you, as the news uh, was on you just told us that you're not going to give us a name um, I, I arrived here this morning hoping that there was a name and now you t- and now you, you didn't want to tell me who it was you want to reveal it during the show and now you tell us that you can't reveal the, the name in the winner that's to me a bit surprising actually we were just talking well, but no there
4: isn't a winner there isn't a winner there is no
7: winner so yeah. we only have the 10 nominees then being the being all of them the winners because they have been nominated so can, they, they stood out in can, one can, way or the other but can, I I think we need to know a little bit more what you oh, mean the by... The flavour
5: of the manipulation. Yeah, you know, what, what do you mean be... by manipulation? Are we, we allowed to know some uh, of the flavour of that? There's
4: voting, the unusual voting, unusual, irregular voting.
5: Irregular voting. Well, they voted... Mine was
4: regular. <laughs> Yours was Particularly irregular. But, but, but it was an open vote.
7: I mean, your 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 problem or your it's it's not a formal vote. People don't have to declare their identity cards and so on. So it's all about campaigning on the internet and try to get as many people to vote for uh, uh, for and, their preferred candidate. Well, it was an it was an open market. Your I email
5: mean. address is it's got to work. It can only be one per email address, can't it? One vote per email address because. I went through the process. I
7: know this. Yeah. So to set up uh, thousands of uh, of irregular email addresses, that doesn't really that doesn't make a lot of sense actually here. So somebody's unhappy with the results. Really, that's what it comes down to.
5: Well, it, it's not on the status of an election, is it? It's not.
4: <laughs> it's not no. a lot
7: of bit of fun no. for New Year's.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very uh, strange. Speaking of a bit of fun, we, oh, I think we've got Mike on the line now. Mike, good morning. Hello, Mike.
0: <laughs> I thought this fit right into what my comments were going to be. Yeah. And you guys don't believe there was any manipulation of votes in America. But, I mean, they just mal- manipulated you guys out of business. That is, <laughs> that is just completely hilarious. And I, uh, I, I'm calling because I, I can't believe that, you know, we're progressive, and you only give... The Democrat side of the story, with with regards to this Georgia um, uh, situation that you have been, uh, uh, ad, you know, uh, propagating on the news.
5: But Mike, we heard we heard Donald Trump put his story directly to people. No,
0: but you know, did you did you even mention that there are thousands of people that have had sworn testimony? Did you even mention the fact that there are over two hundred thousand more votes than people that voted?
7: Yeah, but the court, the court threw that out. I mean, that question was put no, the to the to the judges, and that that was all nothing. that was all the thrown court out.
0: Never, the court never heard never heard the
7: evidence because the there was
4: no quality did. to the evidence <laughs> <It's> oh, like... <laughs> but because how can you know that
0: there's no quality to the evidence unless you hear the evidence but, oh, oh but in many
4: cases they did hear the evidence they, no, they didn't they
0: did they have never a court has never heard the evidence yes they have the nevada the
4: excuse me nevada 35 pages of very detailed analysis on the voting machines on the on the experts, the the main problem mike is that the these these sworn affidavits they're mostly anonymous they're just you you have no idea who they are they can't they're they not acceptable in the court they are not well, I don't know. I haven't seen that, but listen. but this is what the judge said in, in his in his judgment. He he did a 35-page judgment in Nevada, very very detailed account. He said he said this is this is not this All is right, not. So, oh, listen, listen, Mike. Not, he said this is not valid evidence. Nevertheless. I will, I will consider it, I w- just to show me. you the quality of it.
0: Excuse me. But, but now we've
7: got, we got Trump again being the distraction. I mean, Trump has been the distraction of everything in our lives for the last four years, and he's going to be the distraction again on the, on the, on the first show of Backshed in the new year. I mean, uh, the, isu- uh, the issue that we were talking here was well, who's, the, who's that, the person of the year would, elected by RTHK's uh, audience. Excuse me. Excuse
0: me. I'm on for about a minute. Uh, and The whole time I'm on, you're you're talking over me.
7: Well, so but you, you
0: say, can you tell me when? I I just want some some question answer. Why do you think that Trump that Trump is a distraction?
7: Well, Trump, Trump is a distraction of <laughs> the last four years and all the discussions. Uh, all the time you you're talking about the US. Why do you
0: think he's a distraction? <laughs> because but, he's not a politician. That's why, and because he is upsetting the basket. That's another reason. If you go to the if you go to the Washington Post. The Washington Post had a very interesting article, but they didn't connect the dots. And I'll finish with this. 662 percent uh, uh, of the electorate voted this year, which is, which is outstanding. It's the highest that it's been for many, many years. 66.2%. And guess how many, guess how many registered voters there are? 212 million. So do the math. We know that Trump got seventy-four million. So what's left? What's left is about sixty-six million. So where did the fourteen million illegal votes come from? Do the math. This was Washington Post. This wasn't some. This wasn't some white uh, right-wing uh, uh, article that came through. But it, it was interesting that the that the article was about.
5: Voter participation. Mike, do the numbers the other way round. Deduct Joe Biden's eighty million from the total that you just did. <laughs> oh, do you really and, think that Joe Biden got more uh, votes than Barack Obama? I I uh, do you really yes, think I do. I got more votes
0: than Barack
5: Obama. I do, and I think I, off air, you and I can discuss why
4: that uh, was.
7: I'm still wondering. why I tell you I what,
4: Mike, we, we, we'd love to have you on maybe another day. Um maybe, maybe on the, when, when it comes up to, um, you know, the big demonstration in Read Washington. My and Read my COVID comments. Okay. All right. Wow. Oh, thank Mike, thanks very much as ever. And happy new, happy new Year to you. Uh, all right. Okay. So uh, a lot of emails on, on, on uh, different topics.
0: those in Hong Kong, which is quite remarkable. Sorry. That's what
4: we see. Mr. Matthews. Sorry, go on, Gordon.
6: Yeah, the really interesting thing is that the uh, divisions in the U.S., the utter incomprehension of the two sides seem to be greater than those in Hong Kong, which is quite extraordinary. (laughs)
4: Mm, Well,
7: despite (laughs) having freedom of speech (laughs) and and a massive
4: uh, uh, media scene. Yes. Uh, Okay. uh, on the person of the year, uh, Eric uh, said, please check. I tried to vote but could not vote as I never received a reply with a confirmation code. Oh, that's an irregularity. Your system seems to have been worked. That's uh, from Eric. That was sent uh, about four minutes ago. Um, That's from Mike. Uh, We've heard from Mike. Okay, Matthew says, uh, Pinky keeps casually asserting that the protests were a result of outside influence rather than Hong Kong people's genuine dissatisfaction with the government, like it's an actual fact. What's your fact base for insulting the view of Hong Kong in this way, Pinky? Is it Nuri's new book or have you some actual substance to back you? Mark Pinkston, uh, what's the what's the proof of uh, outside influence? Come on, Pinky.
3: <laughs> uh, well, it's well documented. Uh, the, <laughs> where, where,
5: where?
3: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where Mike. If you look at the 2012 annual report of the National Endowment for Democracy, you'll find that it is uh, financing. Uh, or oh, putting money into uh, the students uh, in Hong Kong, the education system. Did
5: he say 2012? Uh, or, or
3: what, no, here? no, tw- 2012. 2012. 2012. Yeah, and, uh, 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 in the annual report of the NED, and it's, under, it's hidden under publication. That was eight years ago.
7: But it, I don't think it was very hidden. It was in their annual report. Um, it was published today. They've been very secret about uh, no, doing wait, uh, let, programs let me, in Hong Kong.
3: Let, let me finish. Now, it, that was in 12, uh, 2012. In 2014, we had the umbrella movement started up. So there was plenty of time. There was a lot of uh, allegations about Benny Tai and his... his, uh, um, his uh, relationship with the NED. Just recently, last week or the week before, the United States uh, produced a 1,500-page uh, bill called the Defense Bill, in which it, it uh, allocated a certain amount of money under the State Department uh, for Hong Kong's um, demonstrations or fight uh, for democracy. So what's the heading? Uh, it's uh, a, a very major one. It's still controversial. It was uh, called the Defence Bill, or the Defence Act, and it
4: was uh, launched about uh, a week or two ago. Oh, right. 15, Mark, Mark Pinkstone, 30. sorry, because this, this is your area. The, 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 the Hong Kong government spends quite a lot of money in Washington, or certainly used to spend money lobbying in Washington, is that correct?
3: Be right, because we lobby everywhere. Yeah. Sorry,
4: so the Hong Kong government spends taxpayers' money on changing opinions in the gov- of the government and the people in the United States?
3: Right. Uh, but why should the United States spend money on Hong Kong uh, for a for certain purpose? Uh, what the US is trying to do is to stabilise China. They're using Hong Kong as a scapegoat. Uh, And this is why a lot of money. Now it's not only the NED. There have been a a whole range of, um, mainly US, but also from other places. Norway, uh, Yugoslavia. What's
4: the Norwegian one? What's the Norwegian one? Yeah,
3: well, the Norwegian one is the um, what's the name? it was a training camp, it was documented on the BBC, uh, where the <laughs> training camp-
4: I, I know what you're referring to, that, that was a conference, you, you, you could go, uh, anyone was welcome to, to go, it's not, a, it's not a training camp, it wasn't secret or anything, yeah. it was well covered, it was broadcast and anyone was welcome to go along.
7: But just that, I mean, Hong Kong is a village... You know, my kids grew up here and they're all safe at 3 o'clock in the morning at any time of the day, at any age. Kids in Hong Kong are safe. Why? Because the eyes are out in the street. Everybody sees everything. It's a complete village. How can things, significant spending by overseas governments having major impact in the Hong Kong doing all kind of things without being noticed and being described in the media or on social media or in public media, I mean, this is a complete fantasy that there is such a a massive investment by overseas government here trying to manipulate the opinion of the public.
4: Uh, I mean, it would be so blatantly obvious
7: in our little village.
4: Uh, okay, uh, lots of uh, emails on, on different uh, aspects. Uh, Alan says, Bank Chat, very appropriate that the person of the year was cancelled. Uh, did not like any of the candidates. Would have would have <laughs> went for Jimmy Lai myself. After Kerry cancelling the LegCo election and Trump trying to cancel the US election, and now you're giving Mike more airtime with his QAnon, style, uh, <laughs> and then he says something that I can't read out. Not Mike Rouse. Uh, uh, no, to that about Otomarch, <laughs> uh, Matthew says, I'm interested to know what Pinky thinks about the role of the new Bauhinia party in 2021, and what this says about Beijing's satisfaction with the pro-establishment elite who have run Hong Kong for the last 20 years, including Regina Yip, who he supported in the last C election. Does he think the launch of this party signals the end of the traditional pro-establishment figures like Regina, and that they will be replaced by more competent new Hong Kongers, in inverted from the mainland or that they will not succeed as regina implied that's from matthew mr pinkston any thoughts on the new party okay let's cry mr. pinkston pinky
3: no, OK. <laughs> Sorry. Enough. All right. uh, well, that's a good J- comment.
4: Yep, that, that's always a good answer. Uh, James uh, says, uh, dear Bakshat, uh I have mixed feelings. You are the only English language current affairs show that citizens here can submit views, and we appreciate that, but why do you give so much airtime to apologists like Mike Rouse and Mark Pinkston? Uh, Pinky should just enjoy his colonial government pension, as should Mr Rouse. Both notorious for their failures while in well-paid senior positions in the colonial administration, they have no relevant sense of the feeling of people of Hong Kong outside of mid-levels. Uh, please make backchat more relevant and ignite a more challenging narrative in 2021. I,
7: I think Mike is being blamed for the other Mike's comments today. I,
5: that's right. I, I marched. <laughs> I marched. I did on, on the first march in June the ninth, 2019. How is that an, make me an apology for the government?
4: Okay, Uh, Leon says, uh, on COVID, uh, I have by and large been full of praise for the administration's handling of COVID. However, the current restrictions regarding restaurants are illogical Mm. and enormously damaging to the economy. I refer specifically to the rule which forces restaurants to close at 6pm. What possible purpose does this restriction serve? The answer, none. Government should allow restaurants to open in the evening, even if it chooses to retain some restrictions, such as the 50% capacity one and and even if it chooses to impose a 9 o'clock 9pm closure rule Allowing restaurants to operate for a few hours in the evening Would in no way increase the risk of Covid spread While it would give the beleaguered restaurant and hotel sectors, which are among the largest local employers, a much-needed Philip. However, such a move could even reduce the risk of COVID spread by easing congestion on MTR trains, which are now sometimes even more crowded as the after-work commuters are all returning home at the same time because the dining-out option isn't currently available. That is uh, from uh, Leon. Matthew says, Carrie Lam said in her New Year speech that she wanted to restore peace and harmony in Hong Kong. Really? If she was genuine about this, she would learn from the success and broad popularity of Dr to Chan Shuk Kwan's approach and try and be genuine, honest, fact-based and respectful of others. But obviously neither she nor CCP are genuine about this goal because her administration has chosen to cancel Dr. Chuang's in-person briefings which are possibly the only thing about our t- city's governance which Hong Kong people broadly respected and appreciated. This is the thing they're going uh, online. Yep. Um, Matthew says they are so intolerant of any challenge or questioning that they have chosen to kill the best thing going for them. Is it a sign that there may be a more draconian approach to virus management coming which they don't want to be directly questioned about. Uh, CW says Happy New Year If countries like Israel With a population of 9 million Can make a good start With vaccinating its population They've already vaccinated 12% With Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine Why couldn't that be Hong Kong? Why is Hong Kong so slow In getting our uh, program launched Not starting until February Not last But certainly not one of the leaders Let's hope that Hong Kong Can speed up the distribution Of the vaccine And make us all safer Hong Kong shows some energy That is uh, from uh, CW Uh, and uh, Anthony says uh, there are some people such as Stanley Chung, a guest RTHK presenter, pushing people to vote USA. Email address is not a good verifier, so it's better to use some e-payment system such as Alipay or PayMe to vote. That Hmm. is is, uh, from... uh, Anthony.
7: But the only thing I can see in terms of you bringing back to your irregularities is that over the last few weeks your, uh, doing this uh, vote for the, uh, the personality of the year, I, I have received emails or I've seen Facebook posts people trying to suggest that you vote for somebody or there, were, there was some campaigning going on. Uh, so I, I imagine that the names that were campaigned for uh, have had a higher vote count than others. But that was fair, isn't it? I mean, that people are taking it up on themselves to start campaigning. I think that's uh, Could, to be expected. Let me
5: ask a different question. Could we have it again next sorry, sorry, year, the, but using a different voting system?
4: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Sorry, Gordon Matthews, did you want to say something?
6: More about the nature of these irregularities, because it, it seems kind of bizarre that the thing is simply shut down. Uh, I realize, on air, you can only say so much, but what? Tell us more than you've told us already.
7: As, uh, the, as the representative.
4: Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, I, I think the 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 view was that the the voting uh, was uh, it w- was irregular and was being manipulated by certain people, and it and it therefore it wasn't fair. Uh, by
5: who? And, um, well, that, you mean
4: who was manipulating it,
5: and who considered that it was being manipulated?
4: Uh, and I think rather than say first or second or third or trying to juggle the order or anything like that, it's best just to. Um, um you know we we're it's good, great to talk about these things but the actual kind of beauty contest bit we'll we'll set aside but we can we can talk about all, all the people you know if there's anything you want to say about any of the yeah. uh, any, any of the people right? that's fine yeah. but the tally we we're going to set aside <laughs>
6: yeah, well well i mean I, let me briefly speak on that if i yeah. could um it strikes me that Certainly the public health figures that were nominated are immensely worthy of praise. Absolutely. On the other hand, in terms of Hong Kong's long-term future, I would say Apple Daily would, would be, in my view, the obvious winner, only because it does represent the voice, uh, the Chinese-language voice, of uh, freedom of expression that is not in an immediate mainland orbit. Hmm. And that's of extraordinary importance. So that would be my own view, and that was my own vote. Um it seems to me that this basically dwarfs all of the other contenders for this because this is so important. If Apple Daily goes, I leave Hong Kong.
4: All right. Uh Mark Pinkston, I I am guessing you wouldn't share that view. Well,
6: exactly.
3: Uh Apple Daily has always been known as a sort of a yellow rag uh, featuring sex and gossip and what have you.
7: <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Whatever that doesn't make it <laughs> yellow. Uh, we could
3: Boys, it.
7: <laughs> uh, no. uh, but sets freedom of expression too, Pinky. That uh, anybody can publish anything and uh, and and as as to what the consumer likes to uh, oh, to read yes. no, and no, no, enjoy. No, no. Why 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 denigrate that, that other people have uh, other taste? It's because
3: it has is, it has is, is been singled out as the only newspaper uh, in Hong Kong uh, to be nominated for the Person of the Year. Uh, quite honestly, I think there are far better uh, publications, for example.
7: No, but you uh, didn't Apple. nominate the other publications, did you? No, uh, because I voted
3: for... I made my vote already. Well, who did I you vote, you vote I for? Voted, I voted for the health care workers who are fighting the front line against the, the discredit disease we have. Uh, oh. I think that they are far better, far so more worthy of... Uh, of uh, uh, winning the, the award also Dr. the uh, has been the front line she's been fantastic and she's put with all of her own personal problems she's put on a very brave face uh, uh, in explaining what the situation is in Hong Kong not Apple Daily please give me
7: a break <laughs> well that's a good personal opinion that you're clear with that <laughs> Pinky
4: <laughs> okay uh, okay <laughs> some uh, more comments uh, Leslie Ann says to Backchat once again I write in to ask the government to open up all outdoor sports activities, beaches and barbecue pits in the country parks we are told repeatedly that when outdoors there's a very small chance of virus transmission but by closing all the sports facilities this only causes complete boredom and serves to herd us into shopping malls, house parties, into close contact areas let's hope they see sense on the 6th when the restrictions are due to end that comes uh, from uh, Leslie Ann. Um, uh, I think the on- government
7: has a problem with the beaches because there's, there's no gate control so you have all these entrances to the beach and there's, there's, people can continue to crowd into it. It's and 14 degrees It's 14 <laughs> degrees right now and who would go to it? But, and, a, and a limited and a very large group of people that use a very limited number of, uh, of, uh, of uh, toilets and, and, and shower rooms where there could be uh, contamination that they then are un- unable to control because they can't control the gate, the number of people on the beach. And that's, I think, the biggest fear and the biggest... uh... But I agree. I mean, if you look at the hills and how many people have been on the hiking and in very close proximity because there was nothing else to do.
5: um... On the show last week, we had a caller from a local beauty spot who who said it was absolutely jam-packed and buses were arriving all the time. With a hundred more people,
7: yeah, and very, very crowded, people are all jammed yeah. together because there was nothing else to do. So you limit the number of functions, so the uh, the number of people that are out there are the, are the same. They want to get to, and then they get together in smaller spaces. So uh, if you have more opportunities, then people can be spreading out more.
4: Yes. Okay, a few more uh, emails. Matthew says, Hugh, I think you owe all of us who voted and follow your programme a more transparent explanation of what the irregularities in the vote are and what the issue is in order to maintain the high level of credibility for yourself and for the programme. And uh, Eric says, what are these irregularities? Details, please. Listeners deserve to hear. If Carrie Lam had won the vote, would it have been valid? That's uh, from uh, Eric. (laughs) Um, thank, thanks for those.
5: Uh, really, I, uh, unfortunately, I can't so say any uh, can is it say my, more than the.
4: So right? is
7: it Apple Daily who won then, the number of votes, or is the? Uh... I don't know.
5: I voted for the golf course. Yeah, because but uh, I, know... I figured golf course would get none, and Carrie Lamb would get none, and I didn't want the golf club, to be, the golf course, to be last. So. Oh. <laughs>
4: Uh, Okay, Uh, Bowen says, uh, the fact that the person of the year cannot be announced this year is obviously a disgrace. Uh, But that's more to do with the fact that Hugh has not explained to us what the details of the irregularities are, i.e. repeated, unidentified, problematic, etc. votes, irregular patterns, and if so, what kind?
7: But Hugh, is this on the example exactly of what we discussed before nine o'clock? What things are changing in Hong Kong? if this would have been before the national security law if this would have been two three years early you would have explained it today you don't explain it to me this is exactly we talked about it before at nine o'clock we said are things changing are people is a freedom of speech changing and here we have this is a freedom of speech thing okay there was irregularity. yeah there were people campaigning on facebook and all over the place for certain outcomes and they had then the highest vote count well then tell people so that this is what happened maybe- The next year People will kind of be more alert that there is a campaigning going on, that if you want to get on top or you get your nominee on top, well, maybe you've got to campaign. Maybe the civil People servants alert. were
5: all told to vote for the chief executive. Uh, who,
7: exactly. Know. Maybe she won. But then would have told us, probably?
5: All the marchers voted for Apple Daily. We don't, we don't know. We don't know.
7: Or, or everybody uh, voted for for uh, Mr. Webb.
5: What about the idea of doing it through Alipay or, or something next time to... Reduce the possibility of those manipulations.
4: So or, you'd, you'd have or, to have AliPay. I mean,
5: or is this going to be the last ever person of the year? I think that's a fair question.
4: Uh, no, we'd like it not to be the, the, uh, like the to last be. one.
5: So, is there something that we could do to make sure that those manipulations that caused this year to be cancelled don't occur again? Next time, well,
7: I think the problem is you take it too serious. ADSK <laughs> Person of the Year was always a bit of a laugh. It was, and, just, and now somebody is taking it really serious, not understanding that it's just a laugh. So um, that's a, that's somewhat L- unfortunate. Maybe that's the
5: big change. We've lost our sense of humour.
7: That is exactly 2020. We have lost our humour. Let's
5: let's just.
6: We don't know what this may mean. On the one hand, it may have been jokers, you know, all uh voting for the golf course, for example, as Mike was saying. On the other hand, it may have been a concerted government effort or an anti government effort. I mean, it, it would be nice to know what's actually going on here. And I mentioned earlier how with the national security law we don't know what's going on. Something like this just feeds into these suspicions. And there's no need to be paranoid about this, but in effect we're feeling this that God knows, is this the government coming in and doing this and that? I doubt it. I mean, I, I'm I'm beginning to think like that Donald Trump supporter who called the the the, the program earlier. <laughs> is this a conspiracy? Damn, that's what we're thinking.
5: Millions of votes have disappeared. Yes, yes. <laughs> or been invented.
6: Uh. Yes.
4: <laughs> just to finish finish the the, the uh, to be fair to to read what uh, bowen said uh, one way is uh, for hugh to go ahead and declare who got the top votes anyway and explain what the irregularities were uh, Hugh also said the view is obviously it's not his view but whose view is that the director of broadcasting someone higher up if hugh fails to do any of the above i'm afraid many will assume that the actual winner is nabella Cossa, right that comes from <laughs> bowen and uh, colin says hugh they are all winners uh, that's uh, uh, Colin who nominated uh, Peter Choi, from, who was a veteran of the battle uh, of Hong Kong in the Second World War. Uh, and uh, one more comment uh, from MJ, uh, sorry, this, who says, uh, to follow up on the comments about busy trails, go up the Line Rock now, it smells like an open latrine, it's disgusting, unfortunately more work for the underpaid. Cleaners, that mm. is uh, uh, f- thank you very much indeed for that comment, and thank you very much indeed. Uh, just a comment on uh, Facebook, uh, TC says Chip chose summed it up quite well on the first of January edition of his show Summit. Until the current pandemic is over, it's only an extension of 2020. That comes uh, from uh, TC. Ooh. Um, thank you very much indeed, uh, uh, everybody, uh, to uh, Paul Zimmerman, a southern district councillor, to uh, Gordon Matthews, professor of anthropology at the Chinese University, uh, to Mark Pinkston, former Chief Information Officer of the Hong Kong Government, and uh, to Mike Rouse. Mike, what, thank you What a strange indeed.
5: show.
0: <laughs> I, I'm wishing you a great year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like...
4: A better 21 than 20, yeah. uh, which is where we came in. The weather dry with sunny periods, maximum temperature about 21 degrees. Uh, the outlook cool in the morning and at night in the next couple of days, becoming cloudy on Thursday and the weather becoming appreciably cold later. Cold mornings in the following few days, 18 degrees at the moment, relative humidity now at 56%. The government provides public COVID-19
6: testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centres for free testing. The centres also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere. 9.33, The
4: News Now with Samantha Butler.
2: The Washington Post newspaper has released a recorded telephone conversation in which Donald Trump is heard putting pressure on Georgia's top election official in an attempt to overturn his defeat in the state. Mr Trump tries to get Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State, to recalculate the vote in his favor, but the Secretary replies that the President's data is wrong. The world's biggest manufacturer of vaccines, the Serum Institute of India, says the government won't allow it to export the Oxford AstraZeneca coronavirus jab for several months. Hong Kong has ordered seven and a half million doses of the vaccine from AstraZeneca. It's not clear where they will be manufactured. The authorities in Norway say they've recovered the body of a seventh person killed in a landslide on Wednesday in a village near the capital, Oslo. Three people are still missing, but police said there was hope they could still be found alive. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock.
0: Talks to journals ha! as the stories unfold. Should they do be muses and actors. Good morning. No matter young or that old. There's tons of stuff going on. Moves them through the studio. Oh yes, yes. Before the coffee gets cold. Don't be stupid drinking. Because Phil Wheelan likes to chat
1: imagine helping people with just downloading an app and clicking something i
6: don't think the communist party
0: wanted to do
6: this
1: we have a nightclub on the roof what if our country is run a different way
0: we welcome you to the morning brew where the chef he might be just kind of chewing the fat he's really good at that because phil Wheeler
2: likes to chat Morning.
7: Happy New Year to you, and welcome to Morning Brew. I'm Phil Whelan, back in the chair, and massive thank yous to James Ross for brewing you for the past couple of weeks. Well, let's get on it. 10.10 today, we're going to see how the year in rugby started, of course, with Robbie
0: McRobbie. I know how it didn't start, so commiserations to the guys there. January 1st has been...